Welcome. You're listening to audio from Life Church in Chico, California. We're so glad that you're here. Life Church's mission is simply to connect people to Jesus. And you can find out more about our mission and who we are on our website at lifechurchchico.org. All right, let's dive into this week's message. Good morning. You guys ready? Uh, no, here, Bob's ready. He's ready. He, he told me he's ready. Um, it's always just, I don't know, this is, I just wanted to say this, it's always awkward watching that video of me while I'm in here. So we did that for like, while I was on sabbatical, but we just keep on showing it, you know, the first kind of the, the weekend leading up to live tracks. And I'm always like, can I leave for three minutes while, while this is happening? Anybody else feel like that when they see their sel- themselves or hear themselves? Uh, maybe Steve with a beard. I'm not sure if you feel the same way. Um, but good morning. I am really excited to share with you uh, about just the vision that we have for Life Church, and and uh, I love that the Lord has a plan for us here. Can I get an amen? amen. That the Lord uh, could have easily shut these doors long ago, but He hasn't. Uh, that He has a plan for every single person in this room, not just necessarily at Life but Life Church, but actually He has a plan for you here on this earth, in this moment, in this season, and we just so happen to find ourselves here in Chico together. And I can't, I can't not just simply go, man, but because of all that, you, you have got this incredible, intricate plan that, that we interweave together and we crossweave and we network and we connect with one another. And the Lord has this just master plan for all of us right here in Chico in this moment. And so I'm excited to share this vision with you. There's so many, so many fun things are happening here at Life Church. But, but last weekend, last uh, for Easter, we had probably the most amount of guests we've ever had uh, in the history of Life Church, which is incredible. And uh, so that's really fun, of course, to have. And, uh, and I noticed there's some empty seats in the house this morning, but that's going to change. Can I get an amen? And you, uh, there's, there's just so many ha- things happening. So uh, the youth group this last Wednesday, nothing, no big event or anything, but 67 youth were at youth group this, this last Wednesday. Can I get a, just a shout out? I was going to give a more shout out that there were 14 leaders with the, the youth group, which is incredible uh, because there's a lot of activity happening. There's a lot of um, opportunity in front of us that, that if we step into it, there's, the Lord is going to continue to increase and grow. And, and there, there were, I don't know, 70 plus women here last night for the Anchored Women's event. There were, uh, we had the most amount of guys at our men's camp that we go to in Old Oak Ranch. I mean, just the Lord is beginning to do more and more with our church that you can kind of like sense and feel this. And I love just being part of something that has movement. I don't know about you, but I don't like... Uh, Pastor Chris would say that the denominations can easily become monuments instead of movements. And, and I just, I do not want to become a monument. Can I, can I get it? Like, a, like, I do not want to be a statue. I just like that relic that, oh yeah, that, that cool. Yeah. In the past kind of thing. What I want to do is just follow after Jesus with our whole heart and see what he does with our lives. And, and when we do that, we get to, we get blown away by what he ends up doing. Uh, not only that, we have uh, classrooms that are full with our kids. And so growth is happening here at Life Church. We, we uh, just see it left and right, but it's not just in numbers. It's, in, it's really at the, at the heart of it. It is the heart that the Lord is actually changing and, and transforming and doing a work within us that then produces health and life and activity. And, and then the Lord brings, because we're healthy in his sight and we're, we're following after him, he entrusts us with, with more. 
and he brings more. And, and I love that about the Lord. And uh, not only that with our classrooms, but we also just set, up, set Lana to be our, life, our, our tweens pastor, which is phenomenal because we really need a dedicated tweens pastor for those kids. So those parents who are in tweens, in that age group with tweens, um, you might act like tweens, but you probably have a tween like me. Um, go to that lunch with us this afternoon. I'll be there as a parent, but also, of course, the pastor of Life Church. But we want to be able to begin to see these areas uh, and, and care for them in the ways that, that the Lord has for us. And so uh, last week was Easter, as you all probably well know. And then the question right after Easter is always, now what? Okay, Jesus rose, he died on the cross and he rose again. So, so now what? Now what are we like looking, now what are we doing? And I, I always have to go back to, okay, if I'm asking that question for myself, I wanna look at scripture and I wanna see well, how are the disciples responding? What are they doing in this moment? Uh, the, the weeks after Jesus ascended, what, what, did, what do they do? Um, and what is our call? And so that obviously brings us to the Great Commission. What I love about the Great Commission is uh, most people probably think of Jesus sharing this with the disciples, but the, the timing of when he said it is critical. It's critical. It wasn't before he died and rose again. It was after he rose again. So he comes and he rises again from the grave and he comes to his disciples. And it's, it's one of the very last things I think he says to them where he says to them these words from Matthew 28, therefore go. Everybody say go. Now say it like you mean it. Go. There we go. I like that. Make disciples. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So I want to, whenever I'm thinking about vision, I want to know what Jesus is speaking to me. Whenever I'm thinking about future decisions, I want to go, Lord, whatever you have for me, whatever is, is clear to you, Lord, make it clear to me. And I want to walk in that way because that is the only way I will go. I do not want to veer to the left or the right. I want to have this vision that, that is so precise with you. And Lord, if it's vague or whatever, you're not saying yes or no, then I'm going to go until you say something different. I'm going to just be active. I'm not going to be passive in this. And so Jesus is saying with his disciples, look, I'm going to be gone. And I have a commission, I am commissioning you. I am tapping you on the shoulder, just, just like a knight gets commissioned. I am telling you, I am charging you with this commission to say, I want you to go. Everybody say go. I want you to go and make disciples. So if Jesus is saying that to his disciples, everybody raise your hand. Hello, come on. If you're a believer, if you're a, a follower of Jesus, you are a disciple. So if I'm going to be a disciple, I want to do what Jesus is asking of me because that's what disciples do. They were discipled by their mentor and their leader or their rabbi or their teacher. And so Jesus is that for us. And so we look to Jesus to say, what is my next step? And he says, go. He says, go. So what does that look like? What a, number one, it means make disciples. It means like, wait a minute. I, I, like, I, you want me to, to make disciples? And, and so many of us in this room, I can guarantee it, are like, yeah, right. Come on. That's your job, Pastor Jeff. And that's a lie. It is all of us. We are all in this together. If you stick around with Life Church for any more than a couple weeks, you'll realize like we're always calling people in. We want you to be active. We want you to be participating. We want you to be serving. We want you to be involved because God has a plan for you through that and you will grow and you'll develop and you'll be discipled, but then you'll also have opportunities to disciple those around you. Maybe here at the church, maybe at your workplace, maybe in your, <clears throat> in your home with your kids. 
You are to be a disciple of Jesus wherever you go, no matter where you are in your walk with Jesus, okay? So if you're on square one, step one, you're like, hey, this is what I know. Jesus loves me. Hey, I can tell somebody that Jesus loves you, can it, like, right? So there's a discipleship aspect to this. I go and make disciples. I take it seriously. I'm like, okay, how does this work for me? First of all, I want to be a disciple of Christ. I want to follow him. I want to uh, dedicate my life to him. I want to do all that, I, that he's asking of me. The second thing is this. He says, baptize them. And, and hey, listen, if you haven't been water baptized, come on, let's go. Sign up. Let's, let's make it happen. Let us know. We would love to know. But you have this ability to actually go and baptize people. You do not have to be a licensed pastor to actually baptize somebody. Did you know this? You don't have to take 14 classes. You can say, I want to publicly declare my faith in Jesus. And by doing so, I, I, I go down under the water as my old self and I am up brand new in Christ Jesus. Hello. Amen. And I can actually do that with other people. Like, boom, I've commissioned you. Jesus has commissioned you. Done. Do it. Yeah. That we have this ability to like, hey, you know what? It, may, it sounds like you've, you've taken a lot of steps with Jesus, but have you ever thought about being baptized? Because that is you publicly declaring, hey, it's not an internal faith, it's an external faith. Our faith is not internal, it is external. It is, I got the two people who are external who said amen, that's right. <laughs> Our faith is not internal, it is external. And, and the Lord will provide opportunity for you to share your faith how he made you, not how he made me. Too often we think about other people. Well, that's how they would do. I want to know. I, I, need to do, I need to be like just like them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is the worst thing to do. You need to be like Jesus and meet the people where they're at. Meet people where they're at. And then teach them. And he says, teach them all the things that I've taught you, basically. So I'm going to learn. I'm going to glean. I'm going to love. I'm going to do. I'm going to get into the word. I'm going to, and I'm going to help teach all the things that Jesus has taught me. And that is quite okay. So I'm going to be a disciple. I'm going to be a difference maker in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And this is a call for all of us to step into this more and more as we step forward. And without understanding this vision of Christ for each and every believer, we'll never catch a vision for a church. You have to catch this for yourself. Can I get an amen again? I'm going to say that a million times because we need to drill it in. Like we, this is your faith. Ours together, yeah. But goodness, where am I right now in my faith, in my walk with the Lord? And he says this at the very end, and, and oh, by the way, I am with you always. So when you're taking steps of maybe sharing your faith, maybe when you're taking steps of discipling people, maybe when you're actually having conversation with people, maybe when you're just so scared out of your mind, and, but you're going in the right direction with the Lord because you know he's asking you to do this. He goes, <clears throat> I'm with you. I've got you. I have everything you need. When he sent out the disciples to go by two, two by two out, out, out to go uh, to, the, to the world, when he did that, he says, listen, you're going to be pulled into the court and I will give you the very words to speak at the hour of need. He's going to give you this by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does this mean for you and I? What does this mean? Uh, we've got to kind of take this a little bit more seriously. There's some urgency to this. I don't know if you've noticed, but the world is falling apart. It is broken and in need of incredible repair that's not going to happen until Jesus comes back. It will never be compared, it will never be repaired until Jesus comes back. 
So if it keeps on deteriorating, it keeps on getting worse. And sometimes I look and I go, how could it get any worse? But it will. Because evil is only going to continue to spiral out of control. So I need to be identified. I'm, I am of Christ. I, this is my faith that is internal, but also living out externally, that people know I am a man of God, a woman of God, a man or a woman of God. <clears throat> that, that I'm going to say, I'm going to look at the words of James, where he says, hey, don't just be a mere hearer of the word. Come on, church folk. Don't just, don't just listen. Don't just don't, don't just listen and come to church and, and, and grow spiritually and in knowledge and all these things and never, ever share it or never serve and give away your life or never give away in the areas that the Lord has gifted you. That's, you might not like this, but that's what I call obese Christianity. You take it all in, take it all in, take it all in, take it all in. And you just grow in your knowledge and, 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 and all the things and never give away. And the Lord is calling us to give away. I promise you that. So he says, don't, don't, do not merely listen to the word, to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And so here's the promise that Jesus gives us in Luke 24. He says this, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. So Jesus, he says, look, I'm gonna go away. I'm gonna give you the promise of the Holy Spirit for you. And he says this in his very last words. All the disciples are with Jesus here in Acts chapter one, verse eight. They're with them all. And these are the very last words that he speaks before he literally, I just so wish I could see this. Anybody else? Like he ascends uh, like to be with the father in heaven, way somewhere in heaven. Like, I just can't imagine. But just before he leaves, literally in front of their eyes, he says this. He says, but you will receive power. Everybody say power. It's not your power. It's not your strength. It's not your knowledge. It's not your authority. It's not your, your role in your workplace. It says you're going to receive power when, uh, when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Everybody say witness. Interesting that he would say you're going to receive power to be my witness. As the very last words that Jesus speaks, the very final words. This is incredibly powerful. I want to know Jesus' last words, and here they are. And you will be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. Why do we need to be a witness? Because there's a massive problem, there's massive bad news, and we have the answer and the truth and the way, the truth, and the life to be able to offer to a broken and hurting world. That's why it's supposed to be external, not internal. Oh, well, I just take my faith, you know, it's just my own thing, and I just I want to make sure I would share I don't Like, oh, stop it. If you're going to believe, believe and walk it out. Just come on. Can we just get rallied up here for a second? Let's go. Stop holding back. No more fear. Let's be bold. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit and his presence within you has given you, a boldness and a courage to meet the needs of those exactly where you are. It is no mistake where you are right now in this moment in your life. To be a witness, 
to say, hey, you know what? I know you're having a bad day, but hey, I've got an answer. Or you know what? I know Jesus who, man, he's helped me out through this. Hey, here's what he says. And hey, you know what? I've been praying about this situation. It's helped me, whatever it might be in your scenario, to be actually able to say, I am gonna be a witness for Jesus because he's commissioned me to do so. And not only that, he's given me the power to do it as well. So it's not on my own strength. It's not on my own initiative. It's not on my own ability. It's actually all through the power of the Holy Spirit. So after Easter, we go. After the resurrection, Jesus is gone. I mean, he's with us, right? But the Holy Spirit is present and we go with the Holy Spirit. So to accomplish uh, the Great Commission, we must, what John Stott says, uh, uh, this famous uh, theologian from England, he, he says this, to take the whole church with the whole gospel to the whole world. In order to do that, you've got to give Jesus your whole self. You want to have these great big ambitions for Christ, but yet you won't give him your whole self. Ooh, did I? (laughs) Come on. When you surrender your whole self to Christ, or if we do this together, Oh my goodness, Chico has no chance. Butte County, the Ridge, Paradise, Oroville, no chance. People will be coming into this river of life when we give our whole self with the whole church to share the whole gospel to the whole world. But we believe this because it's not, not my strength. It's not, it's not anything of me. We, we actually humbly come below. We, we, we lay ourselves at Jesus' feet and we say, we're your vessel. Just use me however you want. However you see fit, believe the power of the Holy Spirit in you and in the church. Zechariah 4, 6, I've been kind of saying this all the way up to this, but as he says this, but by, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Um, when we, when we want to share, but then we don't, when we, when we want to be discipled, but we don't, there's, there's something within us called fear or pride or whatever it might be that stops us from doing so. And this is just simply the Lord saying, stop it. It's not about you. It's about me in you. It's about me in you. It's my power, my strength, my might, not your own. And so I want to rephrase Acts 1.8, if you put it up on the board. It says, think about Jesus saying this, but you us in this room will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Chico. Come on, let's take this seriously. In California, oh my goodness. Did you know that there's a bill that's at the state assembly right now that's gonna be voted on for, to legalize not only a full-on abortion, but up to 28 days after birth? How evil is that? Let's start, a, let's start something that says, give me your babies. We'll take them. Let's get serious. Yeah, are you not surprised? I'm not surprised because it's California. We are missionaries, my friends. But if we can't, we can't get Chico or California if we don't give our whole self. And I want to, I just want to do this together. So let's get a new perspective. 
And this new perspective is just asking a different kind of question. It's not what do I get, but it's what do I give? You know, church a lot of times, especially <clears throat> maybe in the last 20 years, has kind of has changed and it's turned a corner to, oh, I want to come to church because we have all the things. You know, Life Church, they've got a great kids program and youth, which we do because we love them. And we're going we're gonna to love on them and teach them about Jesus. I tell you what. But it's not about what you get. As a believer, once you are committed, once you're in, once you're, once you're part of the family, it's what do, I, what do I give? How can I offer? What can I do? So would you just think about the words of Jesus when he says this, when he says, I didn't come to be served. I came to, give my, my, to, to serve and to give my life as a ransom for, for the many, and that's us. Is anybody intrigued yet? Are we, are we leaning in? Am I being a little bit too direct here? This is important and urgent. <clears throat> Together, we can make an impact on every person in Chico. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. If you can, if you can even just connect with one person, that is incredible. If you can connect with 10, amen. If you can connect with 100, praise God. If it's 1,000 or 10,000, wow, amazing. There's about 110,000 plus people in Chico, in the greater area of Chico, maybe more. I want to touch every soul. Together, though, it can't happen with just this guy. It can't happen just with me and Carissa. It can't just happen with our pastoral team. It's got to be all of us. And more so, it's got to be every church in Chico. It's not just life church's thing. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. Start with where you are. Surrender your whole self. Step one, say yes to Jesus. Surrender everything. Say, Lord, I'm yours. Use me however you want. Like, like I've heard, use me like the spare change in your pocket. However you want to use me. I, Lord, I'm good to go. You want to use me in big ways? Great. If you want to use me in small ways, wonderful. I don't care. I want to be your servant. I'm, I'm all in. What can I give? Not what can I get? So here we are. <clears throat> the Life Church mission statement, just real quick, is to, it's really simple. Connect people to Jesus. I probably said it 10 times already. I want to just connect people to Jesus. If that's you or you, I just want to connect you to Jesus in any way, shape, or form that I can. So how can I do that with believers? It's just continually, hey, man, what is the Lord saying? Hey, what's the word saying? Hey, can I pray for you? What do you need? How can I help? How can I be a friend? What, how, do, what do you need? Those are incredible ways to be able to connect people to Jesus. But even more so with our community, how can you see, how can I connect my neighbor to Jesus? How can, I t- how can I connect my coworker to Jesus? Maybe you don't say anything at all and you just start praying. Maybe you go into work early and you begin to just kind of pray over the office space without anybody knowing. And then you begin to say, Jesus, show me how, how powerful you are. Reveal yourself. I want to see what you do without me even saying a word yet. And then you'll begin to see these opportunities arise and you're going to grab hold of them and you're going to see the power of the Holy Spirit use you in ways that you never thought were possible. And it's just simply saying, I'm just going to try and connect people to Jesus. So therefore, everybody say go. go. It's not passive, it's active. It's active. We've got to be active with this, especially with a, a community that's radically hurting and an incredible need. So this big vision for Life Church that I want to share with you guys this morning, um, I, <laughs> there's a quote by, by Helen Keller. And she says this, she says, the, and if you know Helen Keller, blind and deaf 
What a life this, this woman lived. She says this, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. You might want to take a picture of that or write that down. That's not scripture, but it's close. Man, she was blind and deaf. And she said, there's nothing worse than somebody having sight but no vision. <laughs> Have vision for your life. Have vision for your, your marriage. Have vision for your kids. Have vision for your work. Have vision for the next five years. Have vision for, for what the Lord's doing. Have vision. And if you don't have any, begin to ask for vision. Begin to ask for clarity. If you don't have vision, it's probably because you don't know who God's made you completely yet. And ask the Lord, who you made me to be? How do you, how do you, how do you make me to operate? What do you want from me, Lord? And begin to ask the Lord these things. Habakkuk 2.2, he says this, he says, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so the herald may run with it. And so this is just something that, that is really clear with, with vision. It's like, no, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. This is what we're striving for. And so it is like, hey, are we, we want to run with this. We want to run with whatever God gives us. And we want to walk this out. I, uh, last, um, probably the last five years, I looked back in my journals and, and in my notes and stuff, and I could find back in two, 2017, this is where I began to just hear the Lord say, go get Chico. He, I'm telling you, I would be running out in the hills and in the trails up in Upper Park. I'd be driving across town and I just hear the Lord say, go get Chico. And I'm like, first I was, my pride got in the way and I was like, I am, obviously. <laughs> and then I was like, that's not true. And I, I began to like wrestle, like, Lord, what do you mean? What? Like, go get Chico. This, is, this was in 2017, but I'm thinking it probably started 2015, 2016. And I'm just thinking, what on earth? Or, Lord, I don't, I mean, we're, we're trying to do our best with church. And, and he's like, I kept on asking and asking, what does it mean? What do you want me to do? And then this week, as I was praying and getting, getting ready for, for this, this message this morning, I felt like, the Lord wanted to just invite me to invite you into the bigger picture, the bigger vision for Life Church. Because I've gotten over the last couple of weeks or months, like, hey, um, like, what's the next step for Life Church? We're at two services. What, is, what happens when that gets full? What do we do? Do we open up the balcony? Do we let 100 more people in? And I'm like, no, no balcony. Don't ask me about the balcony anymore. Unless you're on council, you can ask me on council, but you may not ask me anymore about that. Here's a problem. Our life kids grows faster than our congregation grows. And we actually, we make a lot of choices because our life kids is growing. So if we get another 50 adults in here, another 100 adults every service, that means our life kids are just like, like exploding. And by the way, if you serve in life kids, can I just say thank you? Thank you. You don't get thanked enough. You're amazing. And I just, if you are not serving life kids, I want to encourage you to do so. Ephesians 3.20 says this, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, it's his power at work in us. See this? You see this theme that's going out throughout the whole Old Testament and New Testament here that the Lord is saying, I'm going to do a work in you and through you. I want to be present wherever you are. And oh, by the way, if you just lean into me, I'm going to do immeasurably more. You won't be able to measure the impact that I have in your life. 
And not only that, because of that, it will, it will, it will go to all of those lives around you and you'll have this um, compound interest for those financial gurus. You'll have more, more impact on the lives that you actually aren't even touching physically because you've touched 10 or 15 people here that are touching other people out there. You see, if you bring one person to church or you bring one person in close with Jesus, they could bring 10 and those 10 could bring 100. And it just multiplies. See, your impact, sometimes we, we minimize it, but just with one word or one invitation, it changes everything. It's not by might. It's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Let me just share with you a couple of things real quick for the vision. When I first got here, our church was about 30-ish adults. Uh, there were five kids in Life Kids that I remember. Three of them were ours. One was their cousin, all right? And the Lord has done a lot of work in us. He's done a lot of work in our team. He's done a lot of work in me. He's done a lot of work in our family and, and just like incredible how the Lord has done this over 10 years. And I thought through these 10 years and I thought, man, what has the Lord, the Lord has done so many things to get us to where we are today. That, that we're at a point where we're really looking at like, how can we go get Chico? How can, we, how can we put the Lord's fingerprints on every single soul within Chico? And when I say that, what's going to happen is it's going to expand into Butte County. It's going to expand to Paradise. It's going to expand to all of these other places. How? In 10 years. So the goal was like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to try and be healthy. We want to just strive after Jesus. And so we, the church began to fill up and, and a lot of things began to happen. And, and the church, not only on Sundays, but just during the week would begin to fill and there was activity and, and then Vineyard came and then we joined together. A lot of, you know, that story. And, and that brought a lot of momentum. We went from two wheel drive to four wheel drive. And uh, it was just incredible what the Lord did. And then we went to two services. We were trying to plan. I was trying to be all cool, like all these cool pastors. It was so silly of me. And I was trying to think through, no, we'll probably do it on Easter, you know, because that's probably when you'd want to do that. And it was February and the Lord like zapped my heart. He said, you better do it now. And so I came to our staff, the next staff meeting. And I said, hey, I think the Lord's really telling us we got to go now to to switch to two services. We switched within a week or two. and, And oh my goodness, the church began to grow. And now we're getting to this point where we're going to be filling up this service more and the second service. So so then what? So then we go to three services, obviously. I don't know when, but it'll happen. And that's probably the the next appropriate step for us. And so then we begin to grow in momentum and we grow in leadership and we grow in in the ability to care for and love for those that come. And then then what happens? Like after three, because if we get three, then we'll probably look at like, okay, now what? You ready for this? We plant a campus here in Chico. We take a hundred of us and we go plant another campus downtown because we will meet a need and a group of people that have never connected with Jesus. And we can take a hundred, maybe even more, and plant a church downtown or somewhere somewhere across town. and, And then we'll take these three services and we'll go to two. And everybody serving here will be like, oh, thank you then we'll just ask you to serve at that one too, because we'll be one church, two locations, same team, same everything. And we'll begin to grow in the, in the numbers and connecting people to Jesus so that we can begin to have more influence to connect people to Jesus. Okay, well then, then what? Then we grow to, we go back to two services and then, and then we begin to grow again and we go then to three services. Sit, sir, sit two or sit two, no, serve two, sit one maybe. Some of you are like, uh, I'll talk more about that later. 
You guys, what I'm saying is we go to three services again, and then we have an opportunity to then plant another church. See, my philosophy, my, there's models and theories about this, but I don't, I'm not, I don't see our church getting to be more than 700 in, in this building, in this location. So let's, let's start another location where you can get another 700 people. And then let's get another location up in paradise. They can get another 700 who will all connect to other people. And then let's get another location in Oroville or, or Orland or Gridley. And we get, begin to pray and have a heart that says, it's, what, it's not what can I get, it's what can I give. And, and I begin to see the mark and the measure of, of what the Lord is doing in my life because I'm giving my whole self with the whole gospel, with the whole church to the whole world. And we begin to actually think like, man, we're one team. We're doing this together because uh, it can't just happen with this guy up here. But that's what I love about our church. We begin to rally, we begin to think, and we begin to invite and, and care for those that are coming. So we, we begin to have this express vision. We begin to have this like, hey, some of you are like, I don't want anything to do with that. That's okay. That's okay. What will end up happening is you'll find a church that works for you. But man, we're going to go somewhere. We're going to do something for Jesus that, that we're just going to give of ourselves. And we're going to see the kingdom grow here on earth while we're here. And we're going to try and make that impact as best we can. I want to invite the worship team back up. We're going to close in worship. And as they do that, this, this, means, like, this, this means like an all in. It's, it's a, this is my church. We're doing this. Let's do this together. Let's, let's identify united together for the, greater, for the greater mission, having a passion for the great commission right where we live. The Great Commission was never meant for just the missionaries call out in Africa or Uganda or somewhere else. The Great Commission is for you right here within your network, within your sphere of influence, with those that you love, specifically starting in your home. And then from your home, your neighbors, from your, your neighbors to your network, to your, your schools, your, your uh, uh, workplaces. And here's a couple of next steps as the worship team gets going here. Just some next steps to think about. Pray continually. Paul said it. He says, never cease in prayer. Never stop. Pray continually. The second one is serve, serve and show consistently. We've come into this model of life where it's like, it's just so busy and church gets, gets kind of I I implemented with everything else in the calendar. And I'm just in inviting you, show up consistently. Watch and see what the Lord does through your consistency. Show up, serve faithfully, love faithfully, watch and see what he does in you and through you. So, so serve and show consistently, invite intentionally. I, I want a spirit of invitation at our church where we begin to just say, hey, what are you doing on Sunday? Come on, come join me on Sunday. Come, come hang out with us. Come be with us. Oh, you know what? I've got this life group. Hey, I think you'd really love it. Come hang out with us at life group. If you like it, great, stick around. Hey, maybe, maybe you'll come to service because you know some people now. Invite with intentionality. Again, the Lord has put you right where you are on purpose. You might not like where you are, by the way. You might hate your job, but he's got you there right now. You might hate your position in life thinking like, man, I should have been somewhere else, but you are where you are right now. So use it for as best as what the Lord has for you. So if you surrender your whole to the Lord, you say, okay, I don't like this position. I don't like where I am, but Lord, I'm gonna be used by you. I'm going to have impact wherever I go. So invite intentionally saying, you know what? I know that if this person connects with Jesus, their life, not only will their life on earth change, but their eternity can change. That's the great commission. That's the purpose of it. 
And then finally, give generously. Don't hold back, guys. You know, Jesus, that, I mean, we pray about tithe every Sunday. The tithe is an incredible, impacting thing in the kingdom of God. Give 10%. Jesus says it. Watch and see what he does with these finances. Uh, I love that our church has given over $200,000 in the last two years. In fact, this last month, we've given away $26,000 to different things. $10,000 to missionaries that needed it for funding for their student, their kids for student, to, for their school. Amazing. Uh, I think 13,000 for Orchard House. This is phenomenal, guys. That's just this last month. And that's from offering, okay? That's from, that's from offerings. That's not even tithe. I'm telling you, if you tithe, we probably wouldn't even have to ask for offerings. Watch and see what he does with your 10%. Curtis and I made a commitment right when we were married that we would live with 90%. We're just gonna live with 90%. Lord, this is yours first. We all pay taxes. Like, why would I pay taxes and not the Lord? Like, why would I not bless? Like, the Lord asks for us. This is, this is something for me. This is my whole self. Like, Lord, I'm giving this to you. This is yours first and anything above and beyond that I give, amen. And we, we've been on a pastor's salary for at least 10 years. <clears throat> and the Lord has only been faithful, 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 faithful. We have never lacked ever. I just wanna encourage you. This isn't a plea for, for your finances, by the way, because we're actually really healthy financially, the best we've ever been in the history of our church. So I, I love that I can say like, this is really for you. This is an invitation for you to say, you know what? I'm gonna set a new principle in our life, in our household, that we're gonna, we're gonna give to the Lord first and, and watch and see what happens through Life Church as we go because we're really faithful and we're incredibly good stewards of what the Lord has for us. Would you stand with us? So my question this morning is, what's your next step? It could be very well signing up for Life Tracks. When you leave these doors, sign up for Life Tracks if you haven't gone through them. It might be to get baptized. It might be to say yes to Jesus for the first time. It might be what I was just talking about, Tide, like, hey, set a precedent that every month I'm, I'm giving my very first to the Lord before anything else, before my mortgage, before my debt. I'm, good, I'm giving it to the Lord. Now watch and see what he does. So what's your next step? And then would you just pray with, like have a, have a conscious thought of prayer that Lord, I'm praying for, the, for my church, that, that your language would change to my church, not their church. You know what I mean? Like, this is us. This is our family. This is going to be what the Lord does. So whatever your next step is, I'm encouraging you to step forward in that and, and, and be faithful through it. Be active, not passive in this. Let's, let's worship.
give our life away, not for this church, not for any other reason, but because he is worthy. We want to bring others to him. So let's sing that again. Worthy. Worthy.
Lord, I'm just begging back to last week about the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And when you ate with them, you broke the bread and you gave thanks, you broke it and you gave it to them. And it was in that moment that their eyes were opened. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, you'd open up our eyes. Give us that vision. Give us that clarity. Give us that understanding of what are you asking of me, Lord? What are you asking of my participation right now with you, Lord? Not, not, set yourself outside of life, church. Just, just you and the Lord. What is it that you're opening my eyes to, Lord? Is there something you need to surrender? Lay it down. Is there something you've been playing tug of war with the Lord? Let it go. If there's hurts that you've been holding on to, let him mend it. Let him touch it. May you be impacted in a, just in, a, in an amazing way by the presence and the power of Jesus' name. So Lord, open up our eyes to see who you are and what you're doing within us. Lord, we surrender ourselves. Lord, we give our whole self to you. And Lord, if we're gonna be a disciple of you, Lord, I wanna, I wanna do it right. I wanna do it well. I wanna do it with my whole heart, Lord, and not hold back. So Lord, I pray just a momentum to the river of life, church, that we would be able to see what you're doing, that we would go in the direction that you're leading in Jesus' mighty name and that every one of us would understand our role. Thank you, Lord, that you don't call anybody to be on the sidelines. There's no sixth man here. Everybody's on the field. Everybody's participating. Everybody's playing. There's no last picks, Lord. You've picked us all. So, Father, I pray that you just highlight that, Lord. I pray that we would see the team and the, the, the beauty and the body of, the, of Christ, Lord, here at this church, Lord that we would have a love for one another that exceeds anything else that I would ever experience anywhere, God. And may it be a place that we want to invite our friends and family to. In your mighty name. Will you say amen with me? Amen and amen. Hey, we love you. If we haven't met, I'd love to meet you. But uh, hey, sign up for those live tracks. Figure out what your next step is. If it's yes with Jesus, we've got these yes packets on the sides that we'd love you to take. Uh, if not, have an amazing Sunday and we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Thank you for listening today. We hope that this week's message encouraged you. Life Church meets every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. here in Chico, California. You can also listen to us online during our 9 a.m. live stream. We would love the opportunity to connect with you, so please visit our website, lifechurchchico.org.